Hello, and welcome to another episode of Breaking the Capsule. Here, we open the capsule on several health conditions and concerns that may help you gain knowledge to better your well-being. How's it going, Nan? Uh, not too bad today. Um, pretty uh, busy week at work because uh, we're just trying mm. to get everything done before the Easter weekend. How about you? Oh, yes. Uh, same old with work. Yep. But yeah, because are you guys also closed Friday? Uh, yeah, we close all the way Friday to Monday. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah, so getting a bit busier now. But uh, how did your futsal final go? Um, yeah, it's very good. Um, we, uh, we are the champion. Excellent. Uh, well yep. done. Yeah, it was a very exciting game. Like a lot of, uh, there are a lot of like neutral fan and a lot of like, you know, other people tell, tell us that like, it was a really good game, like very technical game and, um, mm-hmm. very close, especially in the first 10, 20 minutes. Uh, yeah. cause both team was like a bit cautious for, cause it's a final, I yeah. was a bit cautious and a lot of my kids a bit nervous as well. So we play very cautiously. Um, but yeah, we got our first goal after 10 minutes. So it's mm-hmm. like the pressure has gone. So they can play their act, actually play the game and a lot of passing is very good. Uh, very proud mm-hmm. of them. Uh, and mm-hmm. next season, which is in two weeks time, we'll, we, we will play the highest level. So hopefully they Ooh. can continue their, um, their performance of uh, yeah. an undefeated streak. Yes, yep. hopefully. Yep. Continue that championship. Yes. Um, so do you yep. guys have like a victory KFC? Yes. Afterwards? So two days ago, after we did like, we just light training and I, I bought mm-hmm. them like KFC. Uh, not KFC, nice. chicken treat actually. Because um, oh, apparently, apparently KFC is not halal. And then because uh, I got some kids who are uh, uh, Muslim. So... Yeah. Chicken treat is halal. So, yeah, FYI. Ah, good to know. Good, good to know. know. And the chicken treat, they, they have like um, kind of like hot and spicy version. And it's mm. actually quite good. Like uh, impressive, quite impressive. I don't know who was telling me, but is chicken treat and KFC like possibly related? No, nah, it was uh, oh, chicken, treat, uh, chicken treat and uh, red rooster. Red rooster, that's it. Yeah, and it was that's me who cool. told you. Ah, oh, there you go. Uh, yeah, uh, that's good. That's good. Mm. Um, how's how's your life? And anything my exciting? Life, <laughs> my life, good, good. Um, just yesterday, I went to go watch Godzilla vs Kong. Oh yeah, which was the first movie we've seen for over a year now. Mm. And so yeah, like I was saying before, it sort of felt like quite loud. But I wasn't sure because obviously it's a monster movie, so it's going to be loud. But because it's been over a year, I wasn't sure if like my ears weren't used to it. Mm. And but it was I quite liked it. It's definitely not like a um, plotline movie, but if you just want to see two monsters fighting, yeah, definitely recommend. Sure. So I did see two monsters fighting in my backyard as well. Oh, just what a is few it? Hours ago, uh, and a couple of ants and a bee. Oh, okay. Um, so the bee lost because, well, by the time I saw it, it was like already dying. Oh man. And so the ants were sort of like trying to pick it apart and it was int- like quite lucky. I didn't step onto it cause I was playing with the dog. Yep. And so we we're just running from one end to the other. Yep. And she happened to like sniff it out Ooh. and then she got close and was like sniffing at it. I was like, Oh, what's that? And 
like, yeah, they were just there, the bees and the ants. And I was like, oh, any of us, um, like either of us could have just stepped on the stinger because it was still attached. And then I was like, oh, could possibly get anaphylactic. Who knows? Because never actually been stung by a bee. Oh, lucky. Uh, Twice, twice. Twice. Okay. Yeah, twice. Um, but yeah, no, uh, no anaphylaxis reactions. But I know, oh, I, I know some people who had, and it's not a um, nice experience that you have. Mm. I mean, yeah. If to be honest, with anaphylaxis, it's like time is goal. Like you need to act quick, otherwise, it can yeah. be fatal. Mm. Um, seeing so, I might as well let's just talk a little bit about anaphylaxis today. Oh, yeah. So, um, as we just mentioned, anaphylaxis is a very severe and potentially life-threatening allergic reaction. Can mm-hmm. occurs like within seconds or minutes of exposure to something you're allergic to, for example, like peanuts, bee stings, or even vaccines. So, like you know, coronavirus vaccine, for example. Um, so anaphylaxis caused your immune system to release a, a flood of chemical that can cause you go into a shock, uh, which have like some symptoms, which we will um, cover a little bit later. But some of them can be like rapid or weak pulse, skin rash, nausea, vomiting, or like uh, shortness of breath kind of thing. Um, so as, uh, as I mentioned uh, anaphylaxis symptoms usually occur within minutes of exposure to allergens, but sometimes it can happen a little bit longer, so like half half hours longer after exposure. So the full symptoms can be like skin reactions, including hive and itching and flush of pale skin, low blood pressures, or the technical term is hypotension, uh, constriction of your airways and a swollen tongue or throat, which can cause wheezing or trouble breathing. Uh, weak and rapid pulse, nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, dizziness, or fainting. It's quite a variety of results that can occur there. So let's go into some causes. So your immune system produces antibodies that fight off foreign substances. And so this is good when like a foreign substance is harmful. So like your bacteria and viruses. But sometimes some people's immune systems overreact to a substance that wouldn't normally cause an allergic reaction. So some allergy symptoms aren't usually life-threatening, but like severe allergic reactions can lead to anaphylaxis. So even if you, or like say a child only has like mild anaphylactic reactions in the past, there's a risk of more severe anaphylaxis after another exposure to the allergy causing substance. So the most common usually triggers in children are food allergies. So like Nian was saying before is like your peanuts and you can have tree nuts, fish, shellfish, and milk. Um, Besides allergy to peanuts, nuts, fish, and shellfish, um, you can also have triggers in adults, which include certain medication. Um, So antibiotics is quite common. So like your penicillins, uh, aspirin, and other over-the-counter pain relievers. And sometimes even when you're in hospital, you can have like intravenous, which can cause some reactions as well. And then, like we said before, stings from bees, um, wasps, yellow jackets, hornets, and fire ants. And another common one is latex as well. 
So although it's not common, but some people do develop anaphylaxis from aerobic exercises. So like jogging or like less physical intense activities like walking. So eating certain foods before exercise or exercising when like it's really hot, cold or humid has also sort of been linked with anaphylaxis with some people. So best to talk with your doctor or even like a personal trainer if you're starting to do like intense exercising. So if you're not sure what triggers your allergic reaction, um, there are certain tests that you can do that can identify what the allergen is. Um, in some cases, you just never find out what the causes are. And so this is called idiopathic anaphylaxis. Yep. Um, no, it's interesting that to know that you can get anaphylaxis from exercising, which is mm. scary. So like you can never exercise? That what I mean? It's like a reason not to. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's fine. Um, okay. In Australia, anaphylaxis is, uh, I wouldn't say common, but you know, is there, there are a fair few amount of people or fair few case of um, anaphylaxis. So some costs of anaphylaxis in Australia. So like medicine account for about 57% of anaphylaxis death. So most common one are like antibiotic, uh, non-steroidal anti-inflammatory, opioids, anesthetic. So uh, like, you know, with the anesthetic, for example, a lot of time before like, a procedure, they will test uh, your body with some of the anesthetic. So like just put a droplet on your skin or something like that, just to see if you have any reactions. And then you got insect venom. Um, so like your bee wops and they account for about 18% of anaphylaxis death. Uh, however, this is highly dependent on the location. For example, insect cause 30% of case of anaphylaxis death in Tasmania, mainly from the jack jam jumper ant. Uh, and food in Australia account for 6%. So the most common one will be peanut, uh, eggs, cow's milk, wheat, shellfish, etc. Um, anaphylaxis caused by food is the commonest cause of death in children and young adults with fertility mainly occurring in a 15 to 30 years age group. I'm not sure if it was the same in your primary school, but my parents used to get notes saying, please don't give like your children peanut butter for lunch because some of the kids would be allergic. Mm. And so I was like, oh, I can't imagine what it'd be like not to be able to have something because... There's just like so many different flavors out there. Yep. But I guess nowadays it's really good being in like 2021. There's so many different substitutes that I guess they could have. Yeah. Um, I mean, like in Vietnam, there's no such thing. You can bring whatever you want to lunch. No one care. <laughs> yeah. Um, so prevention. So, I mean, it's sort of a bit of common sense. Like if you know what trigger you from getting anaphylaxis, the most important thing is to avoid it. Uh, but there's a few other things that it can help as well, like to prevent accidental uh, cause of anaphylaxis. So wear a medical alert necklace or bracelet to indicate that you're allergy to specific substances or drugs or anything like that. Uh, keep an emergency kit with prescribed medication available at all time. So generally it will be like adrenaline uh, auto-injector and make sure that it's in date 
uh, and review your prescriptions before they expire. Uh, when you go to a new doctors or pharmacy or anything like that, make sure you let them know that you're allergic to certain stuff. Um, so like, let's say if you're allergic to like stinging insects, be very cautious around them. So like wear long sleeve shirts or pants. Don't walk barefoot on grass. This is like especially appropriate in Australia where you can see a lot of people walking barefoot everywhere. Uh, avoid bright colors. Don't wear perfume, cologne, scented lotions. And don't drink from open soda cans outdoor. Oh, okay. Mm. Don't know how that works. Okay. <laughs> um, stay calm when near stinging insect and move slowly. Don't and don't like slapping them or attacking them because they will attack you back and then that's it. Oh, I think the drink, because the odomats attract them, hey? Because oh, yes, it's like yep. soft drinks, so it's yeah. fragrant Yeah, probably. Uh, if you have food allergy, make sure you read the labels, of course. They will say, like especially with nuts allergy, you can see a lot of products that will say, oh, this product contains nuts, this product doesn't. So that's pretty easy. Uh even a small amount of food you're allergic to uh, can cause a serious reaction. So just be very careful with food to so make sure you ask people how, if there's any specific things in it. Hmm. Alrighty. So let's go into how we can diagnose. So when you see a doctor, they will ask you questions about any previous allergic reactions you may have had. So anything, particular foods, medications, latex, insect stings, etc. So to help confirm what the diagnosis could be, you might have to be given a blood test to measure the amount of a certain enzyme called tryptase that can go up to, that can elevate up to three hours after your anaphylactic event. I think tryptase we may have slightly covered in a previous podcast, but I'm not sure which one it was. Yeah. It just sounds uh, very familiar. That's right. Anyway, um, and the other one is you might be tested for allergies with skin tests or blood tests to help determine the trigger. So many conditions have signs and symptoms similar to that of anaphylaxis. So your doctor can help rule out those conditions as well. So some allergy tests aren't proven. So they claim to diagnose allergies, but not scientifically or medically proven. So they don't really actually have any value to provide accurate information on triggers. So this can actually be dangerous if it means you don't get the proper medical attention that is needed. So some alternative testing methods that can possibly lead to inappropriate treatment uh, include ALCAT testing, allergen elimination techniques, cytotoxic food testing, kinesiology, hair analysis, uh, IgG food antibody testing, iridology, pulse testing, reflexology, wrinkles intradermal testing, and Vega testing. So it's important to always seek advice from your doctor before you consult anything complementary or alternative um, therapy in regards to your allergies. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I heard a lot of tests, but I don't know like how good they are. Um, oh, back to the tryptase that you mentioned. So it's an enzyme mm. that is uh, released alongside with histamine and other chemical from a mast cell, which is like, uh, you know, the mast cell that's released all this chemical when there's a, 
when they being when your body is being exposed to um, allergy uh, allergens. Mm. Um, so yeah, tryptase is just one of the enzyme that's released along it. Yeah. Um, okay, so treatment for anaphylaxis. Um, the most important thing called triple zero. That's like no brainer. Uh, especially if you don't have like anything, don't have adrenaline or any stuff with you to help fix it. Triple zero, like you definitely can't call triple zero, but hopefully there'll be someone around to call triple zero for you. Uh, the next one is adrenaline injection. So it's normally an intramuscular injections of adrenaline that give it into your muscle of the outer thigh. Um, I'm sure a lot of people have seen this thing called EpiPen. It's an auto-injector of adrenaline. So once you're being diagnosed with uh, anaphylaxis or, or you know being known that you're allergic to something, the doctors will prescribe you prescription for EpiPen um, or they will refer you to specialists and they can also prescribe you a script for EpiPen as well. Uh, just make sure that they prescribe you the right dose of adrenaline uh, because the EpiPen come in two doses size, one for larger children or adults and one for children who weigh between 10 kilos and 20 kilos. Uh, so the dose are half between the two of them. Um, make sure that you get a referral to see an allergy specialist who will have like a full-scale plan on how to manage anaphylaxis uh, that suit your needs and circumstances and then make sure you follow up with them as well throughout the life. Um, so a lot of people will be asking how does adrenaline help with combating anaphylaxis? So they work by reverse the symptoms by acting on these two receptors in your body, the alpha and beta adrenergic. So the alpha receptors in your body are located on the walls of your blood vessels. So Adrenaline stop your blood pressures from falling too low by stimulating these receptors and causing a blood vessel to uh, narrow and also to redirect the blood to vital organs. Uh, other life-threatening symptoms that adrenaline can help reverse include like throat tightness, hive, itching, skin swelling. Um, they reduce the throat tightness by acting on the beta receptors which are found in hearts and lungs. It opens and relaxes your airways by stimulating these receptors and making it easier to breathe. Adrenalines also stimulate beta receptors in the heart, which make it beat stronger and faster so it can pump the blood better throughout your body. Um, yeah, so that's um, pretty much anaphylaxis in a capsules. Do you have anything else to add on top? No, oh, it's a pretty solid capsule. Mm. Yeah, so um, it's good to know, um, especially if you have a friends or family members who are prone to have anaphylaxis um, so that you know how to handle if, if you see them experiencing those symptoms. Uh, and if you guys have any questions, feel free to send us a message at uh, contact at breakingthecapsule.com and follow us on our social media. Otherwise, have a good Easter weekend and uh, see you guys soon. See you then. Bye. All of the information provided on this podcast is for educational purposes only. If you have any questions, please see your healthcare professional.